everybody. I'm Kate Conroy. And I'm Vinny Civitello. And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, the largest statewide business association in the country. We release a new episode every other Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that. Shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group. They do home, auto, and workers' comp, so check them out if you need some updated coverage. Awesome. Just a housekeeping matter, too, before we get this train rolling. This podcast is available just about anywhere you can get a podcast. That's iTunes, Google Play, Amazon's TuneIn. We even throw these things up on YouTube if you'd rather watch than listen. But no matter how you check the show out, give it some love. Give it that like. Give it that comment. Give it that five-star review on iTunes. If you really love it, sign up and get a membership at NJBIA. I'm sure everyone here would appreciate it. But um, with all that out of the way, our awesome guest today is actually Ginny Hill. Now, Ginny um, was actually a guest of ours on a previous episode of our show back in, I want to say, 2018, 2017, somewhere in that range, you know, pre-pandemic. A lot has changed in the world since then. So, Ginny, why don't you tell us, you know, I think some things have changed for you at the Girl Scouts. Why don't you tell us what you do there? Sure. So I am the chief executive in the central and southern New Jersey region, one of four Girl Scout CEOs across the state. And our job is um, uh, amazing. Our job is to build girls of courage, confidence and character who make the world a better place. And so I have the fun and the privilege every single day of making sure that my organization, my staff, all of our volunteers have what they need to bring Girl Scouting to life for roughly 100,000 girls all up and across the state, um, close to 14,000 in my region. So lots of Girl Scouts (laughs) in New Jersey doing lots of cool things. That's amazing. That's amazing. So I want to dig deeper into that. Um, But usually I'm the person who forgets something. Today, Vinny forgot about the icebreaker. Did I I do that? I'm so sorry. You can go backwards. Yes. Yes. So I want to dig deeper into that. But first. (laughs) We'll come back. We'll come back. (laughs) That's a lot of girls, by the way. 14,000 girls just in your region. That's that is a lot. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. Holy moly. Okay. So yeah, the, the icebreaker today is what are you currently binging? And I can go first. Go ahead. Go ahead. Here. Yeah. So I just finished, uh, started and finished over the weekend, the long holiday weekend. Um, Maisel, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh. I had been dragging my feet on it because I loved the first season and progressively hated worse seasons two, three, and four. Um, and this sort of redeemed itself. But I, I thought it was pretty good. Ginny, did uh, you see the show? I watched, I was sort of in Kate's camp. I watched okay. the first season of Mrs. Maisel. Second season was, I just got, uh, was not doing it for me. So I off-ramped at that point. Okay. Yep. Thank you. And you know what? I think I was telling uh, Chris Umholtz, our, our GA chief last week, I think that if you want to see a perfect hour of television, Mrs. Maisel, season one, episode one is fantastic. It is. Yeah, I would agree. But it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And I hate shows, forgive me, God forgive me. I hate shows like I Love Lucy because I feel like they infantilize women and they take away their agency and things just happen to them because they're, they, they, I don't know, their husbands or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I felt like Maisel was in that. It's weird using life. that as an example because you know, a hundred percent, Lucille Ball was like the boss. I know <laughs> she was, she, she was. was, but you know, Off at that camera. time, couldn't <laughs> represent that on TV though because fucked no. the societal norms. Yeah. Absolutely, she totally yeah. did. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Maisel kind of pulled it out toward the end. I'm glad I finished it. the The best scenes were when she was on stage performing comedy. So, yeah. I agree. 
Yeah, it's yeah. not a spoiler for me to say like it all works out for her because it's like one of the first things they tell you in the season. So um, they, they work their way backwards. It's like he, she will make it. She will be like a mega ultra star. <laughs> and so it was nice kind of watching it get to that point. Like, how is she going to because things in that second and third season were kind of floundering for her. Like she was stalling. She was puttering out. And even in the fourth season, like things aren't going fantastic for her. But just knowing that it was going to end in like a really happy place, like I stuck it out and I liked watching it. I don't know. Yeah. Underscores the importance of the writers. Sure. (laughs) I mean, really does underscore that for sure. Absolutely correct. Jenny, what are you binging? So I actually this weekend started Yellowstone. So I had caught episodes in the fourth and fifth season of episode kind of episodically. And um, one of the TV networks was running a marathon this weekend. So they went all the way back to the beginning, episode one, and all the way through. So I set the DVR to record everything so I didn't have to pay for it. You know, that $1.99 an episode on demand. Yeah. And and now it all makes sense. Like all that I watched. (laughs) Now I know why that is. So I'm really enjoying it. I'm about, um, haven't been just sitting in front of the TV all holiday weekend, but uh, did watch a fair number of episodes. So I intend to finish it uh, hopefully in the next, you know, two to three weeks. So catch it when I can. So I I have so many questions because I have not watched any episodes of Yellowstone, but everybody keeps telling me I have to. And from the outside looking in, it reminds me a lot of Succession. Like there aren't a lot of um, people you can root for on Yellowstone. It just, it, they all look terrible. <laughs> is that right? Well, I think that, I think that the one thing about it that is really interesting is there's moments of real humanity where you, you know, somebody, a character makes a, a decision that you think, they don't have any options to make another decision. Um, I mean, certainly, yeah, there's a lot of, um, okay, that person's getting on my nerves. Let's just kill them. And that's what we do in the wild, wild west, which is not how we, you know, choose to live in the civilized world, right? Um, so that part is not unredeemable. But some of the situations, I mean, there's a lot, there's an undercurrent theme of the tension between the white community and the Native American communities and sort of historically, what does some of that look like? That I think is really interesting and gives a different view. Um, There's a theme of violence against women that kind of reverberates through, Mm. which certainly matters to me because of the mission-based work. So I, um, you know, and it's, and the plot takes lots of twists and turns. So that's the part that, you know, I haven't gotten to a place yet where I'm like, oh, this, I don't really care what happens next. I really want to see what happens next. So nice from that perspective. Once again, underscoring the importance of the writers. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely. Ben, what are you binging? Um, I guess I've been binging two shows. I'm gonna let you pick which one I talk about. It's either the guilty pleasure or it's the big flagship show we talk about on this show from time to time. Go. What big flagship? What what flagship show? You know, like the kind of thing, like a Yellowstone or a Maisel, you know, like oh, that kind oh, of thing. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what the guilty pleasure is. What is that? All right, so I, I've been binging uh, WWE's Most Wanted Treasures. It's like a show where the oh. world wrestling entertainment they're trying to put together like a museum of some of their stuff from like back in the day, and it's it's just a weird like chaotic way of putting on this kind of a show. Like you you hmm. think you're gonna know like it. Okay, so it's it's a lot like Pawn Stars in the sense that like they have stuff that they want 
they go out and they have like a price in mind for what they want to pay for it. And it never winds up working out. Like it, it works out like one time out of 10, but they'll go out and they'll be like, they'll be negotiating for something. And then like halfway through the negotiation, like the wrestler they brought with them, whose stuff it is, will be like, listen, I, I'm like reasonably certain this isn't really my gloves. <laughs> you know, like, we have to, and like the kid, like the, the guy who they're negotiating with, his kids will be in the background like, they're going to send us to WrestleMania. <laughs> they're like, oh my oh, God. about that. <laughs> we have to take a quick time out. That's but amazing. Yeah, it's it's just interesting because I guess like the WWE, I haven't really watched wrestling in like 20 years, but I watched yeah. it a lot when I was a little kid. And so it's interesting that they're like taking these props from my childhood and they're saying like, this is important enough that we want to make a museum out of it. And then just the fact that they're they're going around the country like hunting for this stuff. It's, I don't know, it's, it's kind of, like I said, it's a guilty pleasure. It's kind of fun to just sit down and watch it. Hence the title. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really glad you clarified because I thought there was a TV show out there called The Guilty Pleasure. And I was like, what could this possibly be about this TV show? <laughs> Can you imagine yeah. if they made a show that was just designed to be like the kind of thing that like you don't really want to talk about, but you totally watch? <laughs> I should yeah. write something like that. It'd be hilarious. It would. We should script that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But um, anyway, I jumped the gun before. <laughs> so I don't know the right way to get back into it, but Jenny, tell me about these 14,000 girls. Yeah. yeah so, so uh, yeah. So, um, so Girl Scouting is um, growing back, you know, after having lost some of our girls during COVID um, for a variety of different reasons, you know, membership is growing back. It's thriving. Um, right now we're in the period where we're um, still recruiting in this current year because it's summertime and girls come to Girl Scout camp and they attend programs locally where they need to renew their membership and we're already recruiting for the fall. Um, so the trend, the trend is good, um, but it's summer. And so summer means uh, Girl Scout summer camp, which is a fun-filled time, you know, boating, swimming, tomahawk throwing, rock wall, rock wall climbing, um, uh, zip lining, all the fun things that girls get to do. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's one of the best times of year, I think, for the girls. That oh sounds amazing. Yeah. I went to Girl Scout camp quite a few summers. And as soon as I heard that there was horseback riding Girl Scout camp, I was like, first in line. Sign mm -hmm. me up. I don't care what it costs. Mom and dad, I don't care what it costs. Is yeah. Girl Scout summer camp like a sleepaway camp or is that like, you know, like there's a day both. camp? Yeah, oh, there's yeah. both. So um, we have options that range from uh, one week residency camps to um, even the day camps. Most of the day camps have one night during the week where all the girls sleep over. Usually it's Thursday night um, because then they go home Friday and they're tired. And so, you know, yeah. and then they get the weekend to kind of bounce back. Um, so yeah, that's that sleep away, stay away from home part. Um, absolutely. Mm -hmm. How many What's like the minimum age for, a, I mean, I know like anybody could probably do it, but what do you think is like the minimum age for a sleepaway camp? Um, like my daughter would be despondent if we just shipped her off like, yeah, as much well, fun as I'm know, sure she'd it, have. It does really depend on the girl, right? So yeah. um, several years back, I visited uh, one of our camps where we were having Girl Scout resident camp. 
And there was um, a little Girl Scout who was um, had just finished kindergarten and was going to first grade. Now, the circumstance was such her older sister was also a Girl Scout and she was at the camp at the same time. They mm-hmm. weren't in the same unit. She was with the younger girls and her sister was with the older girls. But I think knowing that her sister was there she felt more comfortable and she was having a great time and I looked at her and thought oh goodness I never would have been um that child in kindergarten in fact my memory of Girl Scout uh summer camp is I that my very first Girl Scout camp experience was resident camp my parents dropped me off on Sunday and they were coming back the next Sunday and I cried for three straight days. Um, and that was back in the day when, you know, the only way to get back in touch was to take my little baggie of quarters and go to the payphone and call home. Um, and every time I did, my mother would say, tomorrow will be a better day. You'll have fun. The weather's great. Talk to you later and hang up. Right. <laughs> and there was no, no coming to get me, um, you know, she was optimistic, but not sympathetic. You know, she just yeah. kept saying, it'll be fine. You're going to have fun. And I've reflected on that a lot as now that I'm leading in Girl Scouts, the fourth day was finally the day that I decided to stop crying and try to figure out if I could have some fun and allowed the counselors to coax me into things like the thing I could still remember like it was yesterday was getting into a canoe you know let's go in the the lake we're going to canoe and I was horrified because it was murky water I couldn't see the bottom I had never swam uh, barely even in the ocean at that point as a child and so um it was a huge like outside my comfort zone moment but then You fast forward to the end of the week and I was having so much fun. I was sad that I was going home and see, that's the kind of things that Girl Scouting gives girls the opportunity to get outside of their comfort zone, but in a safe space where there actually is some fun. And then you learn like, oh, maybe I was a little scared, but I'm going to try it anyway and see if I like it. And look, I learned to to like what I was doing and who would have known, you know, um, my parents had picked me up. It would have been a very different story, but they didn't, you know, they sort of said, you'll be good i was gonna say i'm sure i would have cried until somebody stuck a tomahawk in my hand and i'd be like i'm allowed to throw it <laughs> you're encouraging me to throw it that <laughs> is, yes yes well, i there, won't get that, in trouble at all, all right, yeah <laughs> yeah well and there are so many cool activities and then you know the part that i what i did like even though i was terribly homesick was i had gone to girl scout camp with a friend another girl scout from my troop um i did have the opportunity to meet other girls i remember one of them she and i were pen pals for a couple of years after that um you know and so that camaraderie of meeting other other girls and having fun together and giggling in the tent and all those things that you know we want uh kids to enjoy our girl scouts get to do when they go to they go to summer camp you're you're totally making me remember all of the things oh my gosh um we were one year my group at camp was the polar bears do you you bears are do you remember that i i don't know what the polar bears are that might have been just a name for your um your particular girl scout council or a camp or something no we were the group that that, uh had the privilege of jumping in the lake at 6 a.m to like oh every week it was a different like camp group okay sure they were we were arranged by age um but anyway yeah we were the polar bears one year and yes I hadn't thought about my pen pals from camp in 20 years, but yeah, we yeah. wrote each other 
Yeah. It was pre-internet and, and pre-affordable long distance. So we were writing each other letters. letters. You yeah. should send you should send one of them a letter like now and be like, Dear Melissa, I just got <laughs> your letter. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, that <laughs> Let was me tell you on everything that's been going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. In fact, behind me here, it, I'm sort of pointing that that patch that is that is a shadow box that has all my Girl Scout badges and awards that I could find that I put together when I got the job. The big patch in the middle is from my Girl Scout summer camp um, that I used to go to. That's so so nice. um, I kept I that patch as a badge of honor um, <laughs> after I... Um, uh, after I had that Girl Scout summer camp experience. Love it. So how many camps do you think there are in the tri-state area? There's got to be a like. Oh my gosh. In the tri-state area alone, I would bet there's somewhere in the nature, if you count Pennsylvania, Delaware, um, this, you know, the closer boroughs to New York is probably about 20 Girl Scout camps. Okay. Um, so Girl Scouts nationally, we have a fair number of camp properties. Not all of them are the same. So in our region this summer, um, two of the properties are having summer day camp. Um, one of the properties is open. We call it for troop and family camping. So it's for weekends or if a family wants to camp, a Girl Scout family wants to camp, um, for a week, they can go there and they get access to the same amenities that um, our Girl Scouts do at day camp. And then there are resident camps. So there's a little bit of everything for everyone. Um, and, you know, in today's environment, the other thing that we are really working hard to do is to intersect what the girls love about being outside and what they learn in camping with some of our science, technology, um, engineering, and math, our STEM badge programs, because girls love to do things like our citizen scientist badge, where they kind of learn about how to do scientific exploration and, you know, how would how would a citizen scientist know if something is wrong with this water supply? Like what mm. would they what would it look like? What would it smell like? What, what, how would they investigate it? So they kind of learn some interesting, fun concepts and then they earn a badge as a result. That so is amazing. Really that. Yeah, it's really neat. When you say amenities. I'm picturing like people throwing <laughs> tents with like a fire and roasting stuff. Like what is the actual reality of what Girl Scout camp looks like? Yeah, well, there are um, there are platform tents still, which is how I camped um, so many moons ago when I was a Girl Scout. We have cabins. Um, we have some larger buildings that are more um, equivalent of a lodge. So where an entire Girl Scout troop, um, you know, 20 some girls, you know, a fair number of adults could all sleep in one building. Um, there are plenty of plenty of running water and flush toilets and all those kind of things um, on most properties. Some are a little more rustic than others. So there's really something for everybody, depending on how it is that you want to camp, you know, a little rustic or, you know, more towards the nicer. I mean, it's certainly, yeah, I, I want to be hotel, all out no room service, you know, uh, <laughs> there isn't, you know, it's still a rustic environment, but, um, you know, there's something for everybody. Cool. Troop Beverly Hills. That is hilarious. <laughs> That's the only way I'm going to be able to camp. I'm sorry. <laughs> Great movie. Shout out. Nice. Absolutely. There you go. So, what else is going on in Girl Scouts? I know uh, cookie season just wrapped up, right? Maybe, right? Yeah, well, cookie season ends ended a few months back. Um, so another great successful year for Girl Scout cookies. Um, the largest entrepreneurship and business skill building program for girls in the country. 
Um, so statewide, um, probably close to 40 to 50,000 Girl Scouts participated in that this year and learned everything from how to make change to how to do online marketing campaigns um, for their digital stores, everything in between. So yeah, still another huge part of our work. Um, and then, you know, I already mentioned STEM, but um, I think in the next couple of years, you're going to see, especially um, us in New Jersey, do some really interesting and different things with STEM, um, whether it be mobile centers um, that we can drive around communities and bring some of our um, hands-on STEM programs to, to kids in un underprivileged communities to some interesting badge programs um, that will launch and kind of everything in between. Because we certainly, there's tons of opportunity for jobs in New Jersey and in fields that touch STEM. I mean, even this, even what we're doing right here right now is considered a STEM connected field. It uses technology. Um, and so girls need to know what all these careers are. Are, and part of how we pique their interest is through our badge programs. So, and you can never start too young. I got to say, thank you for saying that because I just think we're having fun. And now I'm, I feel all like, oh, yeah, no, no, look I'm at STEM. us. Look, look at me. Yeah, you are, you are. Yeah. So, I mean, because there's a, there's a piece of it, um, you know, where there's inter interaction between the technology and the people and how you do it and the marketing side of it. Um, I had the opportunity recently to tour a new corporate office from one of our local New Jersey businesses that I, I have never seen anything like it. I mean, you know, I've been in places where you walk in the room and the lights go on and off automatically, you know, those are on sensor. But mm. this place had interactive technologies where you walked up to a wall and all of a sudden video came on and um, displays that used 3D technology that I had never seen before. And so all of those things, you know, there's so many jobs behind that, that, you know, we want girls to learn about um, because who, who who knew, you know, and if they don't see it, they don't know that it's there. Right. And so that's part of our job. Open up the world for them. Yeah. I remember, I don't, I don't even remember who said it, but somebody was talking about the kind of stuff that, you know, let, let's say like I do like, um, the podcasting and, mm -hmm. you know, editing a video and whatnot. And, um, they were telling kids in high school, like when you were, um, in kindergarten, certain jobs in that field just didn't even exist, right. you know, and now here we are and the, we got to adapt and the world moves, but yeah, it's, it's very cool to think about it like that, like how quickly mm -hmm. the world moves and how well Girl Scouts does it preparing people for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, the, the research is pretty clear that, you know, in the middle school years, girls still, um, off-ramp in challenging science and math courses at a higher degree than boys do. There's a lot of social reasons behind it, but one of them that we know and that we directly work on in Girl Scouting is building their self-confidence, right? So that little voice inside you, does it say, I can try, I'm just going to keep trying, or does it say, I can't, I can't, I can't do this, I'm not smart enough, I'm not quick enough, I'm not whatever, fill in the blank enough is. And girls still, unfortunately, fall prey to that way too often. And so our job is to 
bolster their self-confidence so that at least they'll try. It's, you know, we're not trying to make a, a little mini scientist out of every Girl Scout, but we certainly want them all to know that, um, you know, their academics are important. The hands-on programs we um, offer them, bring some of what they learn in the classroom to life. And then as they get older, we start, well, even middle school, we start exposing them to all these different cool jobs so that they um, they have that frame of reference as they go through high school and then on to college, work, trade school, community college, whatever path they choose. Yeah. That is just I just have to say, it is so fantastic to hear that not only are you preparing them for the jobs, but you're building up the confidence as well to um, advocate for themselves. Because in a world where women still make, what is it, 85 cents on the dollar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the idea that we're raising strong, smart girls who are capable of advocating for themselves and making sure that they get what they deserve, what they're entitled to. That makes me so happy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We want to be the change that we see for the world. That is. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. All right. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to play a lightning round. And welcome back. It is now time for our lightning round game, which today is brought to us by Delta Dental. Ginny, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. Favorite pizza topping? Pepperoni. Absolutely. Great choice. Great choice. Yeah. I'm still waiting for somebody to say something terrible like anchovies and pineapple. We've had it happen before. We, we've Together? definitely had it happen before. No. We look Nothing like jerks better. whenever we judge it, but we're not wrong to do it, if I'm being honest. <laughs> it hasn't been anything as bad as anchovies and pineapple, though. Sure, sure. Um, all right. Greatest TV show ever made. Oh, wow. That one's hard. Greatest TV show ever made. I don't know. I can't think of any. I can't think of one. I like too many TV shows, but <laughs> one of um, one of the ones that I'm currently um, so I I am a drama person. Um, I'm currently watching clips of Dallas on YouTube. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> so I will confess to that. Uh, I've heard a lot about that show. I've never seen it, but yeah, I know that people yeah. get there's like 14 seasons or something. Like people get sunk into that. Yes. Yes. There is a reason that Aaron Spelling died a multimillionaire. He yes. makes good TV. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Didn't oh mean it. I never had an Aaron Spelling show I didn't like, so that is for sure. Thank you. That is a really, really good line. I've never met an Aaron, an Aaron Spelling show. Never yet. had. <laughs> yeah, That's no, true. it's true. It's yep. true. Yep. All right. Uh, what's the most daring thing you've ever done? Um ride a motorcycle with no lesson oh my god that's crazy <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna my put husband this right watches this irresponsible yeah it's probably not did it a long time ago but that was what came first to mind <laughs> that's wow. it girl scouting taught me be courageous try new things wow sure, sure. Good job. i'm very impressed how did it go uh, it went fine. Um, yeah. One of my oh, friends here, followed so. me in a car. Yeah, she followed me in a car and it wasn't very far, but it still was something that I'm like, I can't believe I did that actually. <laughs> me either. <laughs> Seriously, that's incredible. All right. Uh, favorite restaurant in New Jersey? Uh, I'm pretty um, fond of Cafe Lombardi on Route 70. Um, that's one of my favorites. Okay, shout out to Kevin and Bernie. 
Mm-hmm. I don't want to make a judgment call here. Is it is it an Italian place? Yes, sir. I'm judging just based on the name. They do they do seafood really well there too. Okay. All right. Farthest from New Jersey you've ever been? Farthest from New Jersey I've ever been? Um, I guess that would be Europe. Is Europe? Okay. Yeah. Where'd you go in Europe? Uh, Italy, France, Switzerland. Um, Italy, France, London, England. Mm-hmm. Nice. Very, very cool. And hopefully Greece will be coming up in the next year and a half or so. So um, you're a traveler. Were these all I, one trip other than the, the one coming up? Or I am. Yes, that was one trip. And then, uh, yes, this will be hopefully the next one. Okay. Nice. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, morning person or night owl? Night owl, for sure. Absolutely. All day long. <laughs> night owl all day long. <laughs> yep. Yep. Speaking Vinny's language. All right. And last question. How many cats is too many cats? Five. And I have I, to I think we have a winner. I think oh! if there was a trophy to give out, you know, like I think Jenny just won it. Because once upon a time I had four. So I can't say four, so I have to say five. <laughs> I want to say every single person who's come on this show is like any cats is too many cats. Maybe one, (laughs) Ah. but it it hurts Kate right in her soul every time somebody says it too. No, I had four. I was a cat person for many, many years. Right. Currently we have no pets, but um, we had four. And I still just recently I said to my husband, I'm thinking about getting a kitten. And he said, "Mm, yeah, okay. And then where we, where's the kitten go when we travel. Right. So that's the challenge. It comes with. (laughs) No. Poor cat, no. <laughs> Cats are are uh, creatures of habit. They need they need things to be just so every single day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yes. They're creatures of routine. Oh my gosh, that was a great lightning round. I I'm so happy with the <laughs> many thanks to Delta Dental. Hello, cat <laughs> yes, big thanks to Delta Dental for uh, for sponsoring that. And uh, wow, I don't know right. what to say now. <laughs> so I'll, I'll pick it up from here. Um, earlier in the show, you mentioned that um, you guys are getting geared up for what was it? Um, recruiting? Yeah, recruitment. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it kind of struck me because it, I never thought of Girl Scouts as something that needed recruitment. Like it was sort of the thing. I have a daughter. When she became of age, it was almost just assumed we were putting her into Girl Scouts. So w- what's actually involved in Girl Scout recruitment? Yeah, so um, so it's interesting you say that, Vinny, because for many families that is that is the way, right? So my daughter's, or, or I can't wait for my daughter to be old enough so she can be a Girl Scout. When when does that happen? And that typically tends to be families that um, either mom was a Girl Scout or grandma was a Girl Scout or maybe dad was a Boy Scout. You know, they have a scouting history and a legacy. Yeah. But we have lots of families in New Jersey that are first generation um, to this country, and so for them. Uh, Girl Scouts is not something that they are familiar with. Um, So we have a very concerted effort to get out into communities and let people know about Girl Scouts, about the value that we provide to their daughters, about the activities that a girl would participate in as part of Girl Scouts. Um, Because of our model, it, it is a wonderful way for parents and girls to engage in Girl Scouts together. So, you know, we have dads who are Girl Scout volunteers, we have moms who are Girl Scout volunteers. Um, you know, and 
so we we really focus on engaging the whole community and you know and also we we have a term that we're using in girl scouting right now it's called cultural humility right so we we hmm. want to honor the cultures and the backgrounds of all the the different communities across the state Ooh, um, I like as it. part of our membership we don't um presume to have um you know a uh, a uh, full understanding of what some of their cultural norms. So we approach those communities with cultural humidity. We want them to feel as though they're part of our Girl Scout family. And that means, you know, we'll work to build that relationship with them. What's that like? How do you, um, and I'm not saying you have to give me the exact pitch for every community, but what's it like kind of changing the pitch for each um, community? Well, uh, for one, I'll give you one example. So in the, um, some of the Latina communities, um, it is really, it is really not in their cultural norms for their daughters to go sleep away from home at younger ages, right? So um, a little bit more of a maternalism uh, culture where, you know, they protect their children, they keep them close to home. And so in order to respond to that, first off, we have to acknowledge that, right, that that is part of, of what makes them them. Um, and we want to honor that. And so things like our troop and family camp out options are ways for the families to come to camp to see how it works um, and hopefully get comfortable enough that they, they want their Girl Scout to come um, even if they can't, right? But to really make sure we're opening ourselves up and, and sort of designing our operation to, to honor all those things. Um, we also have lots of families where the uh, parents are working multiple jobs and they really can't uh, can't afford the time to, to be involved in Girl Scouts. And that's okay, right? So we make sure we recruit other volunteers to help support those troops so that um, the parents don't feel the pressure of having to volunteer um, just because their their daughter would like to be a Girl Scout, their girl. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, anything coming up you want to promote? Uh, well, probably the next big exciting thing in New Jersey is that the governor has um, uh, declared October 11th the day of the New Jersey girl. So we don't have all of our plans yet together, uh, but I think we'll do something to celebrate on October 11th. So Steve. what does the day of the New Jersey girl entail? Uh, it's just it's just an observance. It's a day uh-huh. that we're going to honor girls um, in New Jersey. So sure. Um, we were proud to be part of the impetus for that uh, declaration. And so I think Girl Scout, you'll see Girl Scouts do something fun that day. Like I said, we just don't have it all worked out yet, but. Awesome. <laughs> right, let's, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah, it's fun. It's definitely <laughs> going to be fun. Um, let's say somebody wants to get involved in the Girl Scouts, either behind the scenes or, you know, um, bring their girl to it. How can they get a hold of you? Yeah, so the easiest way is if you go to girlscouts.org, that's our um, our national website. From there, you can click on the state of New Jersey and then zero in, um, depending on where you're listening from, or even if you're listening from somewhere outside of New Jersey, um, you know, in the tri-state area, or, um, you know, I'm sure you have listeners all across the country at this point. Girl Scouts so, are everywhere. We, and we are everywhere. As right? are we. This is a, yes, this show has yes, arms and legs. A, yes. <laughs> so um, that way you can zero in. 
uh, where you are locally or where you would like your daughter to participate locally. Um, the good thing about Girl Scouts is because we are um, a national organization, you know, when you have families that maybe, you know, mom lives in New Jersey and dad lives in Colorado or something, you know, if a Girl Scout travels to Colorado, she can go to Girl Scout camp in, in Colorado over the summer or participate in an activity. So, um, but you can find us there and zero in and then uh, just take it from there. Oh, fantastic. Yes. So I, I want to do one quick little shout out uh, before we officially close. Um, the Girl Scouts have been really amazing sponsors of the New Jersey Women Business Leaders Forum powered by NJBIA. And this year they are sponsors again. And Ginny is speaking. Mm -hmm. And the panel that you're going to be speaking on is the one on confidence. And so confidence. I just... I cannot wait. And I am so thrilled that you guys are going to once again be involved. And yeah, I just, I'm just tickled pink, but thing. <laughs> yeah, well, we really, we value the partnership and, you know, we know that many, many, many of the women um, that will be in attendance um, had a connection with Girl Scouts or maybe have a current connection with Girl Scouts. So, you know, um, or maybe you want to volunteer for Girl Scouts. You know, there's lots of reasons for us to be involved. But, you know, we're we're a large nonprofit here in New Jersey as well. So we consider it part of our responsibility to be engaged and give back to the business community, too. So I'm very excited. And yeah, confidence building and what does confidence mean to adult women, I think, will be really fun to uh, talk through with the other panelists. So I'm looking forward to it too. Yeah, awesome. totally agree. All right. I think that is officially our show. Thank you to our listeners, especially the subscribers. We so appreciate the support. Thank you to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group, the official sponsor of the show. They do home, auto, and workers' comp, so check them out. And finally, a big, gigantic, massive thank you to Ginny Hill with the Girl Scouts for joining us today. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Always a pleasure. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.